Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What is up, Commanders fans? It is a victory Sunday night pod of the Believe right. Commanders show. This doesn't happen that often. But going 2-0 as a Washington football franchise doesn't happen that often. Once every 12 years or so, first time, first time since 2011, the Commanders are 2-0 to start the season. I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Mr. Brian Murphy. How are you doing, my man? Yeah, I'm good. I was not good, and then I was good, and then I was biting my nails, and overall, I'm good. A win is a win. 2-0 uh, speaks for itself. So uh, happy Sunday night to you, and happy uh, victory week as we move into week three. I, I love it. I'll, I'll talk yeah. about a... I'll talk. I'll talk about a crazy win all day long over a, a, a pretty loss. Let's, let's just put it that way. You know, this was definitely one of those wins that, um, if you were on bet online, if you played the over, you would have won. Hell, each team damn near went over the over individually right. in this game. Um, I mean, shoot, if you took the over, you would have won. If you would have taken Washington to cover the three and a half, you would have gotten some money on that one, and you could have got a straight up bet on that as well. Uh, but overall, great team win right here i think there were a lot of adjustments that were made um and, and the whole house over here was jumping and yep. it was just a, it was good to watch this team my wife even said it. she's like man it feels good cheering for this team it really yeah. feels good um and i'm excited for it. but before we get any further let's make sure we check in with our sponsors the good folks over there at bet online brian let the good folks know what's up with bet online yeah, you already told them about betonline.ag, and you can check out everything there, not just football, though. Football is back, and it's fun to bet on. You can head there at betonline.ag, and with your first bet, put in our code BLEAV for a 50% welcome bonus. But don't forget that you can play uh, casino games there. You can bet baseball with the playoffs right around the corner. NBA is, what, a month away from starting back up? You can find it all there at Online. Dot a G go check it out. And again, if it's your first time, put in that promo code B L E A V that's believe for a 50% welcome bonus bet online where the game starts. And Anthony, we were texting as the commanders got started and all of a sudden we're down 21 to three and that game started pretty ugly. And it looked like we were just kind of in for the same old, same old from Washington, uh, tough start, but obviously it came out on the right side of things. But what were you thinking, especially as that game got got kicked off? It was definitely sloppy for Washington to start. I tell you, the way things jumped off in this game, it was like somebody watched our recent episodes and said, yep, yep, yep. We're going to mm-hmm. do every single one of those things. Uh, and, and you got to give a hat tip to Sean Payton. I mean, he's been coaching in the NFL for a very long time. He knows how to call plays, and he took his shots early hitting the play action, getting down the field when they didn't do any of that last week. You could see that that would uh, would set up this Washington defense to be ready to stay, stay close. They did a great job rallying to the run, but you saw the play action was something that was effective. Um, once, once, once Washington got that first stop on the defense and they really mm-hmm. hunkered down, that's when I knew things were going to be okay. Uh, but I can't lie, being down 21 to three, I was just like, oh, shoot now. Oh, this wasn't how I had it planned, but you know what? They overcame. They overcame. 
Yeah, it, there were so many adjustments uh, by both teams. And, and the commanders, uh, I, I got to tip my cap to them in, in years past. And I know we've said that I think we're turning the page on years past. So I almost want to stop comparing it to years past. But in years past, they would have rolled over and it would have been 28 to to six at halftime. But instead, they find a way to get it done. They, they, do, they use the two-minute offense. They score again uh, right before halftime, uh, score a couple times before halftime, and, and all of a sudden it's 21 uh, to 14 at halftime. But uh, seeing adjustments being made, uh, the defense was getting beat deep, as you mentioned. They made adjustments. Eric Bieniemy was making adjustments on the fly because uh, that offensive line was getting uh, getting beat pretty early on. But uh, I I, it was not like a commander's team, a Washington team I've seen in recent years. Just the, the fact that they were able to make in-game adjustments. And I think you've said in a recent um, episode that uh, in the NFL, you got to make it from play to play. And they absolutely did that. It was a tale. That, that, that first quarter and a half was rough. But from there on out uh, until the end there, until it got a little shaky, the commanders dominated from about midway through the second quarter on. And uh, I, I got to really if you have to give game balls, I'm giving it to the two coordinators for for getting punched in the mouth early and then punching back by the end of the game. Yeah, I mean, you look at the way the 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 defense finished only giving up 12 points in the second half, giving up 21 in the first half. That's 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 a way to just hunker down and, and mm-hmm. get back to what you know how to do. I mean, you look at their overall total seven total sacks. From that defensive line, Chase Young and Montez Sweat, one and a half sacks each. Casey Tuhill, James Smith-Williams, and Deron Payne. Oh, and Jamin Davis showing up with a lot of sacks. Uh, Cody Barton all over the field. Cam- Cameron Curl all over the field as well. So those guys really made made plays. That defense stepped up. And you know, once they once they figured out what was going on, and I and I can't wait to go and dig into the the all twenty two down the line here in a couple of days just to see, but. You know, the defense hunkered down and gave the offense a chance to catch up. Yeah. Right. And and it sounds bad. And, and you can't do this week in and week out. It's not a healthy thing to do to say, yeah, hey, let's get let's spot them 21 and then we'll figure out how to come back from there. Um, but it, it worked out. It gave it gave the offense enough time to get settled in to figure out how to best attack these guys. And they really took advantage on the offensive side once they got their footing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at the the drive charts, they kind of tell the story of this game. The Broncos, on their first three drives, they score touchdowns. Washington uh, manages a missed field goal, a field goal, a punt, a punt on their first four drives. So, yeah, it's looking pretty ugly there. And and that 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 fumble uh, by Jamin Davis that that, you know, that heads up play by the commanders to dive on and not to just think that Russ was down. That was definitely a turning point. That's where I was kind of like, okay, if they can make something happen here, all of a sudden you're only down, you know, you're still down obviously, but you're only down a couple of scores as opposed to, to three full scores here. And that was, a, that was a huge turning point. And uh, uh, from then on out until the the very end, the commanders were shutting down the, the Broncos. Um, so yeah, it, it was fun to see Jack Del Rio definitely was getting, uh, you know, they were getting gashed there at the beginning, but he he figured it out. And and that defense for the, the better part of the, the second half was only allowing a, a field goal. So, yeah, all really, really good stuff. And then the offense, you know, kind of shot itself in the foot a couple of times. Um, there, there were some bad plays that made some field goals a little bit longer and, and mm. the field goals themselves were a little bit shaky, uh, but then they, they were able to figure it out, too. And it was kind of like last week, you know, you could have just kind of. 
held on to the ball and kind of gone to halftime. But instead, on their last two drives, they go touchdown and field goal, all of that under five minutes to go in the first half. And I think that those are going to be key. If they can continue that, if they can be good in those two-minute windows, this team can really uh, hang into games all season long. Yeah, they are taking advantage of every moment on the field. And that's knowing, hey, we have the explosiveness to score in yeah. two minutes. We can score with, you know, a minute 47 left in the half. That's not a problem. We can get within field goal range and get, get the ball back to Joey Sly, let him put it off of his foot. Um, you know, Hey, he does need to make those other two field goals. Maybe yeah. it didn't get as exciting at the end, but uh, I felt comfortable. I felt in control in this game. I didn't feel, you know, yeah, obviously it was, it was definitely a little wild in the, in the, in the onset when they got started, but ultimately I was like, okay, if this defense gets a stop, maybe they can get a turnover here and there. It's going to give the offense enough time to catch up and, and get something going. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, looking offensively at some of the statistics, Sam Howell, 27 for 39, almost getting over that 300 yard mark, that 299 with two tubs, Brian Robinson, 18 carries, 87 yards, two tubs. Terry McLaurin with a beautiful catch. Mm-hmm. Five five receptions. I think he had like six or seven targets today. 54 yards and a tutty. That throw to Terry McLaurin had me running around the house. Yep. Screaming and hollering. Because it it was it was a it was a rep where you would you know that the quarterback said, go make a play for me. Go yeah. make a play for me. That, uh, frankly, that's what Rex Grossman would do. He'd look me over there, look at me in the huddle, and he's like, "I'm going to throw it your way." So go make me right. That throw from Sam Howell, Terry McLaurin made him right. Aggressive hands, going up, snagging the ball out of the air, protecting it to the ground. Beautiful rep, and that that was the momentum. That was like a a, a, a random hook, right hook that just punched that Denver Bronco defense in the mouth. Probably took the air out of that stadium a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. It was it was awesome, and, and it's it's always satisfying when a guy like Terry. Is, I mean, just Terry in general just gets just rewarded for all that he does. I mean, they showed a couple times that he was down the field blocking. I mean, he was he was making key catches all, all game long, and I just love the fact that that he got the chance to score and uh, you know score the touchdown that that tied it up in a game that looked out of reach that felt so sweet but yeah I I thought that they did a good job of taking what was there and not forcing it and then they kind of lulled them to sleep for a second and then give them the big dagger it was it was perfect play calling and I felt like Eric Bieniemy really called all the right shots at the right time oh yeah the the screen call yes screen to Brian Robinson in the uh, right there in the second half, that was perfect timing. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's two guys running scot free to Sam Howell, and he dumps it off. And I'm like, oh god, there's two linemen running free who are going to be able to block <laughs> for Brian Robinson coming up. Um, Brian, just take over under, over under eight and over under nine and a half receivers what are you taking had target or had catches today i, I just looked at it and, and the the list was long I, I i was thinking in my head originally that it was like a good six or seven guys uh ten. got catches ten, ten guys dang ten yeah ten everybody and, from terry mclaurin john bates both running backs Jahan dotson obviously three different tight ends uh, what five six different receivers yep eric Bieniemy spreads the ball around sam howell is not going to lock onto one guy 
Uh, he's going to go through the progression. And, yep. I mean, the plays are there, and the guys are making these things happen. Well, and how about the fact that, you know, your your tight end gets knocked out, maybe legitimately got knocked out as he catches the touchdown pass to kind of save you there on fourth down, and then you play the entire second half without your safety valve. I mean, it, it, it's a cliche, but it's true. How often does a, a young quarterback look for his tight end? Pretty no. early in the second half, I think there was a, a bad drop by John Bates. You got to think that Logan Thomas, you know, would have made that catch. But the fact that they were able to do all of that without their 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 tight end one for the second half was huge. Um, and kudos to Logan Thomas for hanging on to that. That was a, yeah. a brutal hit. Um, but that kind of set the tone. I mean, you go you you don't score on that fourth down, and all of a sudden it's still twenty one three or or whatever it is. You're kind of feeling a little bit different. Um, it's huge, just so many huge moments. Um, I, I want to get to a, a tweet that you mentioned. We're kind of already touching on it here. Uh, you tweeted this towards the end of the game, and I want to pull it up exactly. So you said Eric Bienmi is the best in-game adjustment coordinator in the game. Obviously, we saw it in action, but was there a moment that made you think that, that made you say that, and, and where did that come from? Man, it, it really goes back to all the way back to just the Super Bowl and just how this team finds a way to win. Uh, it, they make adjustments. You can tell that they change how they're attacking the defense, and they're just not going to sit there and just get beat up, right? Continue to run into a brick wall and say, well, it's going to work eventually. Forget that. He's EB is saying, hey, they're doing this. Let's counterpunch with this. And you can see how that is a beautiful marriage of what was working in Kansas City. You know, maybe EB was just the fact of the, the guy who's the field guy. I mean, he's on the field. He's listening to the players that come off to the sideline. And with the accountability that he holds these guys to, he trusts them to be in the right spot to then see what they say they're seeing. Mm -hmm. I think that it's a good give and take. Okay. You can't sit here and say, Hey, you got to get the 12. You got to get the 12. And you're like, Hey, EB, I see the double move here, but you ain't been running your route at the right depth. He's not going to trust you. But when you got guys like Terry, you got guys like Jahan and Curtis, et cetera, you can trust these guys to, to make the adjustments on the fly. And it's it's working for this team right now, and it's a beautiful thing to see. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, there it just felt like every time uh, they needed a big play, they got it, and every time you know they needed, um, you know, to mix things up, he did it. You know, they, I feel like the Broncos after obviously the first quarter and a half, uh, after after that point, the Broncos just were on their heels the entire time. They had no idea what was coming. The running plays were executed great. Um, they, they ran when they needed to. They threw when they needed to. The screens were awesome. Antonio Gibson was used um, kind of sparingly, but, but had a couple of huge plays. It just felt like yeah. he was pushing all of the right buttons. I agree with you, and and there's a reason that that, that – that tweet got a whole lot of love because uh, I think everybody saw it in action and it was awesome to see this team, you know, had you kicked a couple field goals that, that Joey Sly is capable of making, this team is putting up 40 plus points and, and making it look easy. 40 plus points, making adjustments on offense, uh, making consistently, they're consistently changing up the play calls, keeping defenses off balance. I mean, hey, this is this is how you want the game to be called. This is what you will say is just 
just amazing play calling. It's, it's, yeah. it's a great way to navigate the pace to de- to determine to the defense what you're going to do. They think, oh, you're going to pressure me on this down. Oh, I'm one step ahead. Here comes a screen. You know, no, you're going to sit back in zone. Fine, we're going to be patient and run it. I love to see that the run was actually picking up. I mean, you got 23 total carries, 40, 39 passes. Okay, so you know that's that two to one ratio, but it was flipped two passes on the one yeah. run, but 87 yards running. Man, that that's good. That is. That is some uh, productivity from Brian Robinson Jr. And I'm not mad that he got the bulk of the carries. No, I, I think that that I think that needs to be the way it is. I mean, yeah. you know, AG put one on the on the turf last week. I don't think you want to go ahead and risk that again just to say that we're sharing. Hey, the goal is to win. Yeah, the goal is to win. There's going to be a game where AG is going to be the hot hand, mm-hmm. and it, and it'll show up later on down the line. He's got too many, too much skill uh, to not get utilized. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think all the time you say, you know, use the run to set up the pass. What I think the commanders did really well, and I think what's going to be key for them is to use the two to complement each other. If you need to get if you need to get the running game going, get the pass game in rhythm and then you're able to run. And, you know, if you need to set up a, a deep shot like they did today. Lull them to sleep with a couple of three yards and a cloud of dust and then take the shot. I think this team has the capability to do a little bit of everything. It was nice to see it in play and in action out there. Uh, just just put put it together all 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 three phases. The special teams was a little rough, but 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 for the most part, everybody was out there and contributed in a big way. Yeah, they really did. Uh, another another team win. It's going to take mm-hmm. a little bit of everybody to, to pick yeah. up, you know, as one side's doing a little bit more than the other. That's fine. It, it's all pushing together. I, I We talked about this previously. Do we want to do a stock up, stock down? I said no. Change my mind midway. Love so it. we're just going to impromptu. Audible. Just, just one. Audible. Omaha. Yeah. Omaha. All right. We're only going to do <laughs> We're only gonna do one person. Do you want to go first or you want me to go first? Uh, you go first, you go first. I'm just going to go the, uh, the, the field goal operation unit. That's going to mm. go from the, the snapper. I'm going to put the holder in there and I'm going to say the kicker. Cause obviously yeah. all three of those guys, the, it's a very important process. And obviously there were six points that were left out there on the field. Um, and, and it's a very unnerving feeling to sit there and know that, Hey, there's a, there's could miss there's a good chance because you could miss this and that's not how you want to feel whenever you send your kicker out there Um, i mean the good thing is you got a defense that's going to be able to get the ball back and stop some guys but being able to have them you know start back on their 25 after a kickoff is a lot more difficult than having them start in their midfield so Mm -hmm. i gotta gotta put a little uh, stock down on the special team the field goal unit the operation of the snapper kicker and the holder well, I gave this guy a stock down last week just because the guy across from him was making plays and he didn't even suit up. But tonight or this afternoon, Chase Young, man, stock up. It was so good to see him out there all over the place. He had a couple of tough penalties there at the end. But, man, seeing him and Montez Sweat meet at the quarterback in a big moment, in a big game, we used to – we used to pray for times like that. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we, we were hoping this was, this was going to be the norm. And I think that we're starting to see that that could be the norm. Those guys were all over the place, but especially chase young, he's been criticized. Uh, you know, 
you can't avoid injuries and he's been plagued by them. But man, to see him flying around out there and they were talking about it on the broadcast, they said that, you know, they were told that he would kind of be a third down guy, that he'd be kind of the the go get the quarterback on third down guy. But he was out there way more than just third yeah. downs. I think he probably said something was like, I'm good to go. Unleash me. And man, that guy was all over the place. And that was refreshing to see. He's back. Oh, yeah, it's one game, yes, but, man, one and a half sacks uh, on the day. A couple of had a tackle for loss as well. It was flying around. Mm -hmm. It was good to see 99 with some dreads out there making some noise and causing havoc for the Denver Broncos. I mean, this is what you've been hoping for for Washington fans, and, frankly, this is a great problem to have right now. I said last week Montez Sweat was wanting to get in his bag. I still believe in that. I stand on that. Yeah. But Chase Young says, hold up. Hold a couple – hold a whole right. little green for me now. Yeah. I, need, I need mine too. So, hey, to have a one-two punch like that uh, is, is absolutely – it's almost unfair. Uh, yeah. And if they're going to be playing at such a high level and, and – and plus the guys that are in the middle too, Deron Payne, John Allen, it's a dangerous, dangerous front five uh, that the commanders have, but it's enough to get them a W today. So we got to get up out of here, y'all. That's right. We got to get to bed. Uh, Victory Monday is tomorrow, all right? So y'all right. enjoy yourselves. Be good. Commanders get the big win, 35-33 to 33 over the Broncos. And then they let they let Russ, Russ cook a little bit there at the mm -hmm. end, had my – Heart beating a little bit quicker than I wanted Ooh. to. <laughs> they had to make it get that spread a little bit closer. Oh man, but hey, use our code BLEAV over there at Bet Online to get the 50% welcome bonus. Uh, check us out on social media Twitter, IG, TikTok, at Believe Commanders. That's B L E A V Commanders. And check out the whole Believe Network for all NFL news that you have. And lastly, folks, listen to us over here. So watch radio. Still watch radio, watch stadium, uh, Sirius XM, uh, what else? Tune in radio and all your favorite streaming platforms. Uh, and once again, the commanders are 2 0 for the first time since 2011. And yes, Lord, it feels good. For Brian Murphy, I'm Anthony Armstrong. This has been a victory edition of the Believe in Commander show. We will see you guys on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.